Hey everyone, Happy New Year, and welcome to the first episode of the All Things Gymnastics Podcast for 2023. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics, and we're making a few minor changes to the show this year. We asked for your feedback on a little Google form thing that we posted on social media last week, and we got a lot of positive feedback. We want to make sure that everyone who listens to the show has the opportunity to fill it out. So we just wanted to let you guys know that that'll be in the show notes down below. It's super quick and easy to fill out, and it just kind of lets us know what kind of things you guys would like to see moving forward. So please go fill that out if you haven't already. So for our first episode of 22. 23, we are super excited to be joined by CMU freshman Luciana Alvarado-Reed, who also just so happens to be the first Olympic gymnast ever for Costa Rica. She turned a lot of heads in Tokyo with her Black Lives Matter tribute at the end of her 14 and is already looking to be a big asset to CMU's team this season. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, Luciana. I wanted to start by having you take us back to the beginning of your journey and tell us how you got started in gymnastics. Um, yeah, well, so both of my parents, pretty much my entire family does like some kind of sport. My mom, she did gymnastics and then she opened like her own gym. So me and my sisters, we pretty much grew up there in the gym. So I kind of like started gymnastics by, by default because <laughs> I was there all the time. But I feel like I didn't really like care what I did, I was just having fun. I would just do every single class all the time. I would sleep on the mats at the gym. Like it was just, I was just having fun. And it was about when I was like 11 or 12 that I like started focusing more on competition and meets and more training. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I got started kind of like because of my mom. So how old were you when you started? I have no clue, actually. I think that I was like two or three when I like started doing like actual classes um but I was there way before that I pretty much learned to walk in the gym you were basically born in the gym (laughs) pretty much (laughs) (laughs) so who did you look up to as a kid because Costa Rica has never had an Olympian until you well Olympian in gymnastics I should say (laughs) until you so who was your inspiration growing up as a kid at least like in my country my inspiration has always been my sister because she she's like six years older than me so when I was starting gymnastics she was already like doing like a lot of like big skills so I feel like she was my biggest inspiration and outside of that I remember Gabby Douglas is like one of my favorite gymnasts and Nastia too so beautiful gymnast your sister did I read that she was like a national team member in Costa Rica or did I make that up no yeah she she was (laughs) she was yeah she went through the 2013 world championships yeah so she was like an elite gymnast too Okay, cool. So gymnastics runs in the family for sure. Pretty much, yep. (laughs) So you said that when you were 12, that's kind of when you started focusing more on the competitions. But when did the Olympics become a realistic goal for you? Um, I feel like growing up with my mom as a coach, a lot of people think that maybe like she like put this idea that, oh, we're going to go to the Olympics ever since I was little. But I feel like she really like just let me decide on my own what I wanted to do, like what path I wanted to choose. And I remember when I was like, before I became elite, like a junior elite, she asked me if I wanted to do um, just J.O. or if I wanted to do uh, elite gymnastics. And I feel like when I decided that and when I started like going to the gym two times a day and I became homeschooled, when I was like junior elite, I feel like that's when we were like, okay, we're training for Tokyo. So I was about like 13, 14. 
Okay. And so fast forward to 2021, you ended up with the all-around silver medal at the Pan American Championships. That earned you your spot at the Tokyo Olympics. So you also won beam at that meet as well, but it was that all-around silver that earned you that spot. So I guess walk us through that moment when it became official that you were going to the Olympics. Yeah, it was like the best feeling in the world. And for some reason, I went to that competition just focused on hitting all my routines. And I was like, if the qualification is meant for me, then it will be, but it won't happen if I don't keep my routine. So I'm just going to focus on that and not pressure myself. And I finished the meet. And since it was like COVID and Brazil was like really focusing on COVID protocols and stuff, we had to leave the arena immediately. So I was at the hotel watching all the other competitions and my mom and I, we were like so, so nervous. And we were just like checking the scores. I couldn't even watch the meet because I was just like very nervous. But then when like all of the subdivisions were over and I was officially qualified like it was just the best moment of my life like me and my mom we started crying and all of the coaches that were there were really supportive and we were just like it was just like very like a supportive environment of all of the other coaches from the other countries that know how much like that that qualifications meant to me my family and my country yeah and what a relief to have that official and you know knowing there's nothing else you have to do like it's a done deal that has to be such a relief yeah What is it like knowing that forever in the history books, you are going to be known as the first Olympic gymnast for Costa Rica? What does that mean to you? Yeah, um, that's something really crazy to think about because I feel like when I qualified, I was like, no one has ever done that before, you know, and everyone back home was just like so, so, so excited, so happy. And I like my favorite probably my favorite moment of that whole journey was going home and at the airport like all my teammates all my family they were there Um, I was doing like all these interviews and people were telling me that I was the first one and I was just like looking at my teammates that were there and all of the girls from other gyms that they were like we feel like we can now do it because you did it too because I feel like before before I qualified it was like oh like the Olympics are just so far away for our country because we're such a small country we don't really have like a lot of people like a lot of resources so I feel like once I qualified it was like okay yeah we can do it we can go to Paris we can go to LA which is in 2028 we can go to the next Olympics I feel like my qualification made it real for us. You're going to be an inspiration to so many little girls in Costa Rica now that want to go to the Olympics or even just make it to the elite level, just knowing that like it's possible to compete with, you know, some of the best gymnasts in the country and be on that stage. So that's super cool. So you had a not so typical Olympic experience with COVID and all the protocols, you know, not being able to have family in the stands. What was that like? Um, That was very, very weird, honestly. Um, because we would compete at a completely empty arena. Like it was only pretty much other gymnasts that could be there. But somehow that kind of made it easier <laughs> to be at the Olympics because <laughs> I feel like I was I was very nervous, but walking into the arena and it was like podium training because usually there's like not a lot of people there. So it was like, okay, it's just like another another training and another like not competition. So that kind of made it better. But of course it was hard not having like, family there because it's like such an important moment for for me and my gymnastics so it was like it was good because you don't have like the noise of the crowd but it was also like not so good because I wanted some of my family and friends to be there yeah Yeah. did it feel like you were at the Olympics or not having the crowd did just feel like kind of another me because that would be my biggest fear for all the athletes that it didn't you work so hard you finally get to that that, the pinnacle of your career and then it doesn't even like 
feel like the Olympics kind of just because there's nobody in the stands and there's not that energy from the crowd yeah 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 it was definitely different but I feel like the Olympics were just like an experience like completely like new experience and it was like being at the Olympic Village and just training with Spain and France and Canada and like my subdivision like it was just so crazy so I feel like it, w- it still felt like the Olympics because you would just go to the dining hall and you would see like the best athletes in the world. So it was like, it, w- it was crazy. And the Olympic rains are everywhere. So I feel like it's kind of hard yeah. to forget that you're at the Olympics. <laughs> <Kind of> a <laughs> reminder. Um, I have to ask this, what were the beds like in the Olympic Village? Because I remember there was some thin, everyone on the internet. Oh, yeah, through. no, they were actually really comfortable. They were They were really comfortable, but they were made of like, boxes like it was like um I don't know what the word in English but it was like recycle like recycle. It was like, yeah it was like if you order something and you get a box it was pretty much that <laughs> yeah okay well yeah that sounds really uncomfortable but I'm glad that you're reporting that it was comfortable so yeah I'm- it was not it was not that bad it was not bad actually <laughs> that's so funny so a lot of people took notice of your Black Lives Matter tribute at the end of your Florentine. Teen Vogue, ESPN, NBC, I mean, pretty much all the major news outlets were talking about it. So talk about the decision to do that at the end of your routine. Yeah, um, so I saw some of the girls at UCLA that had it on their routine. And I was like, oh, I think that that's like really cool. I feel like it's my my whole point was to give a message of like, power and equality and justice and love. Um, and I talked about it with my family and I feel like we all decided that it was just an honor to have it on my routine and to be able to pay tribute to a movement that not only fights um, for human rights, but believes that everyone is equal and everyone deserves to be treated the same way. So I feel like that's that's why I did it. Did you expect the reaction at all? Or were you surprised by the reaction that you got from that? I was uh, yeah, I was a little surprised. I was not expecting that because I don't know. <laughs> I was very happy that a lot of people thought that it was brave and a good thing because that was pretty much I, I didn't really do it to be political or anything. I just did it to give a message of equality and justice. Yeah, well, we love it. <laughs> Thanks. So I guess looking back on your Olympics experience as a whole, what is the most memorable thing for you? Or, or I guess maybe like a favorite moment when you look back? Um, I feel like the... Um, like the month before the Olympics was like so crazy and so surreal. Qualifying to the Olympics was the best thing ever. And then when I was there, it was just like going to practice um, like the week before and just seeing like Ellie Black right there on the beam training with you. That was really crazy. I also like, um, like my competition group was uh, Oksana Chisoitina, which is like like, amazing gymnastics like everyone loves her um and I also rotated with Julia Gruber, and then Spain was also there France so it was just like yeah it was just crazy and I feel like that was my favorite part just going into the gym and train with the heroes that you've looked up to your entire life an iconic group of athletes to be rotating with yeah it was, it was insane did you have any interactions with Oksana? Like, did she say anything to you or give you any advice? It was like, she, she's so great. Like she shows up and she like just warms up and she's just like there chilling. Like she, she looks like that she's not nervous at all. Cause I mean, she's had like eight Olympics before. So it was just another competition for her. And that was so great. That was like, so great. Just another competition for her. Yeah. So for you, do you have any more plans to do elite in the future? Or are you pretty much just focused on college now? 
Um, I am like right now I'm really focused on season, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm still trying to decide, but I think I think that I'm gonna focus on uh, college for right now, and then I'll see because okay. we have like a couple years before Paris, so I'm just trying to trying to enjoy the moment. Yeah, yeah. one step at a time. Yep. <laughs> So you are gearing up for your freshman season at Central Michigan University. We want to talk about how that even came to be. You know, you being from Costa Rica, did you watch college gymnastics? I guess, how did that um, pique your interest? And and when did you know that that was something that you wanted to do? Yeah, so I did know of, of college gymnastics before, um, but last year after the Olympics, I didn't really I didn't really want to be done with gymnastics but I also wanted to start uh, college and like university and in Costa Rica that's it's kind of difficult to do both things because there's not really like a college uh, sports like environment so I was like yeah I don't really want to quit and like college gymnastics is still like super competitive so I was like why not try it and I started emailing some of the coaches in some of the schools so I didn't get to go on any trips before, but I did talk to um, some coaches online and I talked to the central coaches like on Zoom all the time. And I feel like that's why I really decided to commit to central because I really loved um, the coaches and I got to go to one of their meets uh, last season and I saw uh, like the team and I was like, yeah, I really want to be a part of their team. Okay, I was just going to ask that. So you were able to go to campus. It wasn't like an all virtual thing. I wasn't sure with you being out of the country, but then also with like COVID stuff. I didn't know if like your recruiting yeah. process, if you had to do it all virtually, if you were able to come down or come up. Yeah, it was pretty much, yeah, it was pretty much all virtual. Um, I did go to one of their meets. I didn't get to go to to visit Central. Um, I went to a meet in Kentucky because we were training in Ohio. So we drove to the meet, but I didn't get to visit um the school before okay so you never actually visited campus until you committed yeah Yeah. gotcha so I guess what were some of the reasons why you chose CMU I'm sure there's plenty of reasons but can you just talk through some of those reasons yeah um the coaches I really really loved the coaches and I thought that they were doing a great job with the team um and since I went to a meet I also got to meet um some of the girls on the team um, so that was really nice. They were really supportive. They were really welcoming. And I feel like that was really important to me, just having like a good support system and just be part of like a team that feels like a family and that loves each other very much. So that was pretty much one of my main reasons. So you recently had your first inner squad meet at University of Michigan, kind of set up like an actual meet. You kind of got the feel for it. Uh, you did amazing. You got a 9-9 on bars, and I'm predicting it right now. I'm going to knock on wood because I don't want to jinx you, but you're probably going to get a 10 at some point because you're perfection. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you also had a, a beautiful vault as well. So what was it like getting out there and having this uh, central Leo on and kind of competing for the first time in college gymnastics? It was so much fun. It was really, really fun. And I feel like it was so different from Elite because everyone was just having fun. I feel like Elite was just very serious. And that was one of the things that I was, that was like totally different for me, just like having fun and being with the team and dancing and having fun at the competition. Like that was very different to me. And it was, I really, really, really liked it. And I love, I also love that you're doing gymnastics for yourself pretty much, but you're also doing it for the team. And I love that aspect. And I feel like that like motivates me a lot more. Like, oh yeah, I have to have to do well because I have to support my team and we are doing it for the team. So I, I love that about college gymnastics and I'm so excited for season. Do you think we'll get to see you on any other events this season other than bars and vault? 
Um, I hope so. I'm training all around right now, and I love performing floor. I love doing beam beams, like my favorite event after bars. So hopefully, if I'm consistent enough, I get to do all around this season. What about some of your goals? So personally, your goals for the season, and then some of the team goals as well. Um, my goal for the season is just pretty much be consistent and have fun, uh, relax a little bit, because I'm usually like a tense competitor. I don't really get to relax a lot, but um, I feel like college is going to help me do that. So just having fun. Um, and for the team, we, again, we really just want to like have a good, good season, heat all of our routines and qualify to regionals. And CMU is a team on the rise. So I'm really, really excited to see what you guys do this season. Even just how you guys looked at the inner squad, I was like, okay, T. Well, you guys were going into the last rotation. You guys were beating University of Michigan, which is yeah. Huge. yeah. Second, third rotation, you guys were leading, which I don't know if like a lot of people expected that, but like yeah. it's looked phenomenal as a team. Every time I looked over, somebody from your team was sticking. It was outrageous so yeah we're doing we're doing a good job and we are such hard workers and our coaches I feel like our whole gymnastics team and our like our whole environment is just very healthy and we don't really focus on uh other teams don't really focus on scores we just focus on having fun heating our routines and just doing like clean gymnastics that's pretty much our goal yeah well it seems to be working for you guys and we're really excited for the season and hopefully hoping that you guys get back to regionals and then also in the future of nationals I think it's definitely a real possibility for your team yeah thank you so we want to finish up with some fun super random questions we just have a couple of them for you so okay. the first one actually was inspired by a TikTok that I saw so what is the biggest difference that you've noticed coming to the U.S. and living in the U.S., whether that's something that people say, like a phrase, um, you know, something with the food, something that you've seen people do? I guess what is something that you've noticed that seems very, like, strange or different to you? This just came to my head, and I don't know if it's just ranch. I don't get ranch. People have ranch all the time with everything. So Pizza. good rice I don't get that that's me I see I don't do people normally do ketchup I ranch always if I order fries but I, I'm not like a huge fry person anyways but if I do have fries absolutely side of ranch yeah no I just remember that and my teammates all have ranch like bowls of ranch when they did the pizza they did like the fries and I'm like why do you I feel like ranch is just like a wing thing or like a salad thing yeah but no, no yeah, that's <laughs> Ranch is an everything thing, as you will learn. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm learning that. <laughs> Costa Rica is very warm, very different from Michigan this time of year. So how do you like the cold? Are you ready for the snow? Are you dreading it? How do you feel about the weather? Basically, how are you doing right now? Are, are you okay? I'm very cold. <laughs> I am very, very cold right now. Um, I, I like the snow, but I feel like everyone's been telling me, oh, yeah, you're going to get used to it. You're going to get tired of it. Right now, um, I like the snow. Um, I don't like the cold so much. I sometimes wish that I could just go outside with no like layers. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm doing I'm doing okay right now. I'm liking the weather, but I'm just ready for it to be over, and I know that it's gonna just get worse. <laughs> yeah. Is it snowy there now? It's not. It's not snowing here right now. It has not snowed that much. It snowed like a little bit at the beginning of at the end of November. Um, but it's still very cold to me. So I'm excited to go home next week and just be warm. <laughs> yes. Soak it up. It'll be a while before you experience warmth again. Yeah. 
might be snow coming that way because she knew somebody that yeah that side of the state i was texting someone this morning and she said that she was out shoveling her driveway this morning and so she's not that far from where central is located so i'm like oh no it's coming <laughs> hurry get on a plane get out of here yeah yeah no just like four more days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, okay, so next question. What is your favorite way to spend a day off? Oh, I just like doing nothing. I love like watching movies, reading, just staying in and just like, yeah, like just drinking hot chocolate and just like doing a movie night. That's like my favorite thing in the world. That's my favorite thing too. I love days where I don't have to do anything. (laughs) Especially when you do so much, like if you do so much during the week, like it's nice to have just like one day on the weekend where you can just and have no responsibilities yeah no I definitely need a day off where I do nothing like every week (laughs) yes it's great for your mental health (laughs) so what about okay this is another one discussed on TikTok a lot how early do you get to the airport oh I don't know if this is I get like three hours before okay that is so excessive I'm sorry I know, I know. And my teammate asked asked me about this and she was like, yeah, so what time do you want to like, get to the airport? And I'm like, oh, my flight leaves at like seven. So I have to be there at four. And she's like, why? <laughs> no, you don't. I promise. Like, yeah. No. And my mom called me and she was like, yeah, you have to be there like three hours before. Make sure that you're there like at four, three thirty, maybe. Like, I don't know. I, I do that. They do say for international travel that you're supposed to be there, like, even earlier than you would have to be if you were just traveling, like, in the United States, so. Fair. (laughs) I just, funny that people get there so early, and then it's like, what? So you can just make sure that your flight is a real thing? (laughs) Yeah, no, and then you, like, have to sit there for, like, two and a half hours. It's fun. It's fun. I like doing that. And just, like, walking around, getting Starbucks. (laughs) Yeah, at least airports have, like, a lot of food and, like, even, like, shops. I've never personally gone, like, shopping at the airport, but I know it's an option. There's, there is entertainment, for sure. Yeah. Or you would just people watch. That's always fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so last question. And I guess the spirit of the new year. So technically, it's not the new year yet, but by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the new year. Do you have any personal goals or like New Year's resolutions? I know some people aren't big on New Year's resolutions, but so I guess, first of all, do you like to set resolutions? And then if so, do you have any personal goals for yourself going into 2023? Yeah, I used to, I used to be like really strict about this with myself and I would just like do like a whole list of things that I wanted to do. Um, And I feel like I never looked at it like after January, like I just forgot about it. Um, so now I'm kind of just like my, one of my resolutions is just going with the flow and just like relaxing and enjoying myself. Uh, I'm enjoying like school and I'm enjoying gymnastics so much more now. So that's like my goal, just to have fun and be with the team and compete and do like have a good season. That's pretty much one of my goals. Yeah. What are you studying in school? Uh, I'm an English major. Okay. okay. Do you have, like, an idea what you want to do yet for, like, a career once you graduate? I mean, obviously, you're a long ways away from graduation. Do you have an idea of what you would like to do in the future? I would like to work in publishing. I would like to publish books. Yeah. Cool. What kinds of books? Like, just, like, fiction? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, novels and fiction. Yeah. Okay, cool. Interesting. (laughs) We'll look for a Luciana Alvarado author soon. Yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add that we did not ask you about? Um, I feel like I'm good right now. Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much for having me. 
That does it for this week's episode. We hope you all enjoyed it. And we want to say thank you again to Luciana for taking the time to come chat with us right before your holiday break. And we are wishing you all the best in 2023 and beyond. We'd also like to take a moment to thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Amy M, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, DFP, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, and Jasmine C. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. It really does mean a lot to us. And like we mentioned in the beginning, going into the new year and you know, kind of looking over the feedback that some of you already gave us on that forum that's in the show notes down below. Something that was suggested to us was finding some type of way for people to do a one-time donation if they're not actually wanting to do a monthly donation, which is basically what Patreon is. So that's something that we're still kind of trying to work out and figure out how we're going to go about doing that. But we have other perks as well, and a lot of the things that people were recommending are things that we have done in the past, but maybe could do a little more consistently, like posting episodes a little bit early. We've done that now with our last two episodes. Um, Posting, you know, some behind-the-scenes type content, which we do try to do when we when we can obviously we're not like all over the globe and constantly going into different gyms and stuff but um that's something that a lot of people said that we're going to try and implement as best as we can going forward into the new year for our gold level patreon supporters and we have some other things we're working on as well but we're going to keep those a secret for the time being so (laughs) but as always we do have a link to our patreon in the show notes down below if you want to look over some of those perks and help contribute to the show so this weekend is the first weekend of college gymnastics i can't believe it's already time for season again i am so excited this is our time to thrive as gymnastics fans (laughs) so we're looking forward to discussing you know the first week of ncaa competition next week and we're going to put a link in the show notes down below where you can find the full schedule for the entire season and that's something that i'm going to be updating weekly with streaming links so you guys don't miss any of the action so save that page bookmark it somewhere somehow and continue to follow up with that because it's going to be updated all season long. We're so excited for the first week of NCAA Gymnastics. As Brittany said, this is our favorite time of the year, so we're about to be living our best life. And we can't wait to break it all down with you guys next week. So have a great week. We're hoping that you had a good start to your new year, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.